the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. B-Pod Studios. Met everyone we want to meet. We have no more goals. No, I would like to interview Jimmy Johnson or Martin Truex. Think we'll get Jimmy on his last year? No. Now, the Wicked Fast Podcast with Lungboy and Timmy G. 18 of NASCAR's best. Ready to roll, and the green flag is out. The Bush Clash is underway. There's been a lot of debris out here. The technical grill is getting a little warm. They're trying to wreck. They're trying to wreck. They're trying to wreck. All right. We got destroyed by a teammate. Ah, why did we? That's completely unnecessary. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to the Wicked Fast Podcast. You can only block one time. We pull that to the middle there, and he hacks us again. Hey, this is Kyle Busch, driver of the Eminem Toyota, and you're listening to the Wicked Fast Podcast. Green flag goes back in the air, and we are back at it again, and we're crashing again. Green, 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 green. The other side, he's easy, 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 easy. Hold it straight, hold it straight. Watch straight, straight, go straight, go straight, go straight. Go straight. Get your wreck on the second row. Hey, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to the Wicked Fast Podcast. Green white checker over time again. They're going to wreck each other in front of you. Watch them up here, watch them up here. Nine, nine, working up, he's up, he's up. On your bumper. Coming down, 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 inside, inside. Still inside. Stay in it, stay in it. Stay in it. Hold the brake down here, cross the down. Sorry about that. Sorry for what? Doing it, man. Good. Hey, guys. It's Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Wicked Fast Podcast. Let's try it again. Green, white, checker. Dylan tries to block Newman to the bottom. Hey, this is Ryan Newman, and you're listening to the Wicked Fast Podcast. And amazingly enough, we have reached the white flag. Got a rock down to your bottom. Inside. Then we've got to help us here. Six on the bottom. Pushing it, pushing it. Keep pushing, baby. Keep pushing. There you go. Keep going. Dear God, three kids, me. Thanks, D.H. Good job, Jones. Yeah, I was going to tell you to burn it down, but I think you already have. Um, hello? This is the Wicked Fast Podcast. Now, to anyone out there who wants to go fast, anybody, I want to go fast. Drivers, start your engines! Yeah! <laughs> Hey, here we are, Wicked Fast Podcast. Where have you been, Timmy G? Where have you been? It has been months. Brian years. Bell here. Timmy G over here. Hello, everyone. We're back. We're back. Season five. Season five, episode 151. Hopefully we're not like a lot of shows on television. We'll do some shots. Usually, usually, shots, this one, shots. usually this one season or TV Jump shows. Jump a shark? No, like they start falling. You know, like mm. season five is usually like when you should stop. 
So hopefully we okay. Hopefully we don't. I'm all right with that. <laughs> no, you're not. You love doing this. <laughs> I enjoy sitting in our tiny little booth every week and talking NASCAR with yeah. you, Timmy G, and farting and, and farting. Yes, I know. That's, uh, well, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can find us on all sorts of social media at Wicked Fast PDCST on the Twitter machine, Wicked Fast Podcast Facebook page, the Wicked F- at Wicked Fast Podcast Insta. Yeah, we're gonna. Do be, we have a TikTok yet? We're gonna be active I'll, on that. I'll have Sam start a TikTok for us. Oh, okay. Um, and, of course, you can find us at WROR.com slash WickedFast or BPodStudios.com. There's lots of great podcasting content there from our friends at Beasley, the BPod Studios. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Here we go. Another season. We've already had the clash. Mm-hmm. The Bush crash. That was a mess. We'll have a recap of but that. What a mouthful. It is. Bush clash. Bush clash. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of shushing. A lot of shushing. Ship it an eye And we got... This is the best part of starting with Daytona because we've got a lot of available drivers. So we're going to yeah. check in with Ryan Newman, what? Ryan Priest, oh. and Corey LaJoy today. Oh, snap. So we'll see how those guys are doing. I mean, we got to just talk to Ryan uh, Newman about being one of the six cars who was running at the end of the clash. Yeah. Because that was crazy. So mm-hmm. we'll recap all that and get ready for Daytona. We got, you know, it's Speed Week, so we got the duels coming up. We've got. Lots of good stuff. And fantasy is back. Fantasy is back. That's right. I actually remembered to pick somebody for the poll. I completely forgot. I, I was did not literally get watching qualifying, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll eventually uh, pick this. Uh, crap. It's too late. I always think the duels is I know. qualifying. It technically is, but just not right. for the front row. Exactly. We got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sitting out front. With Alex Bowman, Hendrick guy. What do you know? Yeah, well, what? Hendrick, like two, three, four in the qualifying order. It doesn't matter with the duels and stuff, but yeah. that was pretty good. They got some speed. Yeah, what Coming else is hot. new? And then it won't matter. That's, well, that's, okay, well, hey, it's a new season, Timmy G. It's a new season. I'm already negative. I know. Come on now. Positivity. That's going to be season five's theme, man. Positivity. <laughs> yeah. Happiness. All right. <laughs> anyway, um... But we have some. We should probably like just kind of reset some of the stuff that happened in the off season. Yeah, because uh, it was you know shortest off season in sports. But hey, here we go. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah. So obviously we have to start with some sad news. John Andretti passed away. Man, we're gonna start with positivity. No, man. no, no. We'll get we'll get the sad stuff out of the way, and then sad. we're just uphill. Okay, and then from build here from there. Out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Don, uh, John Andretti died uh, due to colon cancer at the age of fifty six. He was actually the first driver to ever do the Indy. 500 and the Coca-Cola 600 double. in the same day. It was the his guy who idea. started it. Trendsetter. I like, somebody should do it this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but who? Somebody. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's been talking a lot about how in 2021 he wants to be in an Indy car. That would be something. But like. It's his talk, last chance. Talk about going from super safe to not safe. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. That is. Oof. You have a roof over your head to not having a roof over your yeah, head. Yeah, that was, that that was, was pretty tough. crazy. Uh, and then also Bill Simpson, like if you're a diehard NASCAR person, you know that like he is the goat of safety Yeah, uh, within the sport. I did, on John Andretti too, um, they did the final lap around Indy, mm-hmm. which was like really something to yeah, see. Yeah, absolutely. That was a little procession through. That was, was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so just a couple other quick notes because there is a lot that is going on and we probably don't have time to catch up with all of it. Oh, uh, we have a whole season. Don't yeah, you worry. Uh, but I think the most shocking news of it all is Cole Pern, Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief. He's like ha- the man. Has stepped away from the sport and is now actually running a ski resort in Canada. He wanted to be closer to his family 
And so Martin <laughs> Truex Jr. now has James Small as his crew chief. So, like, Cole Pern is, like, I don't want to say he's, like, Belichick, but he's, like, one of those, like, top five crew chiefs Absolutely. that you want. that can The mi- strategy guy. The, I mean, he always makes those tough calls, and they come out just yeah. right. Like, Martin Truex amazing. Jr. is a very talented driver. Yeah. Kyle Busch could probably have us as crew chiefs and win. Yeah. But Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> would be a little... Keep li- doing what you're doing, Kyle. Yeah, keep doing Hey, <laughs> Hey, you're in first. Way to go. Way to go. Let us know when you think the fuel's running out. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I feel like Cole did make Martin a little bit better. Yeah. You know, like Martin's still obviously one of the top five drivers in the circuit, but, yeah. you know, overall. Um, then we have some new stage limits. Okay. And I think this is actually be really cool. So, like last year, for example, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the, the stages were 75, 75, 151. This yeah. year, it's going to be 75, 110, 116. So they're dragged out a little bit more, little but bit. they're a little bit more equal. Like at the Daytona 500 this year, it's going to be 60, 60, 80, where I'm sorry, 60, 60, 80 was last year. And then this year it's going to be 65, 65, 70. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a little bit more even out because, you know, there would be like 100 laps, 100 laps, and then 250 laps. And it just really didn't make like a lot of sense. Well, and it was like when those drivers, you know, you'd have the driver that had the setup for the long run mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and that. I don't know. It does seem to, like, even it out a little, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah, how, absolutely. We'll see how it goes. All right. And then we've obviously got some new teams, and obviously with the Daytona 500, we want to make sure everyone is caught up, especially yeah. Brian Bell. because he have is, no idea where He's very is. confused. All right. So the top four rookies, there's six rookies coming in, but the four that will most likely see the most, Christopher Bell yep. in the 95, Cole nice. Custer in the 41, he's taken over for Daniel Suarez. Uh, Christopher Bell was taken over for uh, Matty D., Yep. Uh, and then Tyler Reddick, he's taking over for Ryan David Hemrick. Wait, what's Hemrick's name? First name? Is it David Hemrick? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he's taking First over. First one for, back. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Hemrick. taking over for the eight car. And then we have John Hunter Nemechek. A lot of people are calling him John Hunter, which, like, if you look at the qualifying times, it actually just says John Hunter. Interesting. Which, it should be John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah. All right. So those are your rookies. Yep. Most likely, rookie of the year will probably be between Cole and Christopher Bell. Yeah. Most likely. All right. New teams. Here's the recap. Chris Busher. He is going over to Roush Fenway to be in the 17 car that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. drove so last no year. No longer Stenhouse. Who is teammates. That's Busher. Yep. Busher. Yep. 17 is Busher. Teammates with Ryan Newman in the six. Yep. Matty D will be driving the 21 Woods Brother Racing Ford. Nice. That's basically what Paul Menard used to drive. I, you got to give the shout out to Paul Menard, too, for mm-hmm. kind of stepping back to give Matty D the seat. Absolutely. Uh, Joey Gase, he'll be Rick, with Rick Ware Racing. That was a mouthful. Yeah, say that 10 uh, times fast. Daniel Hemrick. It was literally under our notes. Hey, not there it David. is, Dan, Dan Hemrick. We knew um, it was a D. He'll be running a part-time schedule with JR Motorsports, or Junior Motorsports. I can't believe I just said JR Motorsports. <laughs> <laughs> junior Motorsports. And by the way, speaking of Dale, Dale Jr., yeah. like, I obviously don't respect his racing, but I respect him as a person. <laughs> yes, but if I see that Nick, if I see that Nicorette gum ad on my Twitter feed yeah. one more time, I'm going to throw my phone out the window. I've seen it. I get it. It's kind of like that Goodyear truck commercial last year. Yeah, that, like you during see it every race. Like, yes, Who's in a name. You, you yeah, and your dad okay. were the all perfect right. father yeah, son. Yeah, we get it. We get it. <laughs> uh, um, all right, Daniel. Su- <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of issues you yes. can talk through. Uh, Daniel Suarez will be in the '96 Gaunt Brothers Racing 
Uh, I don't know if that's a Chevy or a Ford, but I think it's a I think it's a Chevy. And then Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your Daytona 500 pole winner, will be in the 47 JTG Doherty Chevy. Okay. And uh, Ryan Priest will be moving from the 47 to the 37, which used to be driven by Chris Buescher, who is taking over for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. All right. Get that? Cool. We'll talk to him a little bit later. Uh, and can I just mention, too, a new thing we're going to try this year? What? I thought this would be a fun idea if we had kind of a set set of questions that we kind of end our interviews with, with the uh, with our drivers. Okay. I was going to call it the Wicked Fast Five. Okay. So the whiff. Right? So we have Wicked Fast Five. What are the five questions? I'll so answer Why don't you answer? answer we'll try them out on you, all right? All right. See what you think. Because right. maybe we can switch them up. But I think it's pretty good just to get a little bit of a feel. Yeah, for if the there's like now. this hot new show that like comes out like on HBO yeah. or something, we can ask maybe if they watch it or something right. like that. Right. So, right. Okay. So uh, favorite track? <laughs> New Las Hampshire. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire Motor Speedway. What are you binge watching right now? Letter Kenny. What's that on? You've never watched Letter Kenny? No. Brian Bell, you will That's me. die. It's on Hulu. Okay. Okay. And Letter Kenny is about a group of friends in a small town in Canada called Letter Kenny. And it is basically the trailer park boys on steroids. It's just like pun after pun after pun there's literally like a whole two or three minute two or three minute thing about the word moist oh god and how they make like jokes about it like they they call it like they even mention like you know what my favorite doctor movie is moist adams (laughs) like you absolutely love it they actually sold out the orpheum wow their whole like cast is coming to in to the orpheum in march so very funny show i'm sure some of our listeners listen to it excellent all right that Uh, really wasn't rapid no but uh, that's okay but Letter Kenny, you will. All right, Letter Kenny, you will enjoy it. All right, question three: Dream car. Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, it was like a 1999 Lincoln Navigator. I thought those things were the balls. You are a weird man. But but racing wise, a Corvette. Yes. Yes, a Corvette. Favorite swear. Uh, twat. <laughs> okay. All right. Last one. Most punchable face in NASCAR. Brad Keselowski. Knew that was going. Samesies. Uh, <laughs> and how many How many drivers do you think we can get to answer that question? Uh, at least one today. All right. We'll, go, we'll see if we can go one out of three. All right. Actually, Newman will probably I say like Newman Boyer or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll see. All and right. by the way, congrats to Clint Boyer, who literally had the time of his life in Miami. Did you see like or hear about it? Like, no. He was like two... Six shades, like, to the moon after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, like, at their Super Bowl party. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I those, did see some of that. Yeah. A- insane. Good for him. Um, all right. Uh, iRacing's back. Yep. The, it's now going to be on NBCSN. So don't make fun of me for watching it last year on my own. People are now going to be watching it on their televisions. It's a thing. They actually had their Daytona race last night. Denny Hamlin, Kenny, uh, Kenny. Kyle Larson and a couple other drivers actually bought their own teams, and the winning pot is three hundred thousand dollars this year. It's hey, a thing. That's pretty good. I know Beasley Media; they own uh, an Overwatch team. Is it the one? Uh... No, it's not one out of Houston. Oh, yeah, I'm telling getting you, getting into it's... gaming. I know Sam they Bell lit... sits there and watches they li... people play the NBA. You know, yeah, the 2K, NBA, yeah. whatever the heck it is. They literally closed Showcase Live down at Patriot Place to create a gaming place so that's people amazing. could practice. Absolutely crazy. All wow. right. Um, William Byron is dating Ryan Blaney's sister. That's awkward, right? That's weird. 
And so, Ryan yeah. Blaney actually talks about it um, in a recent interview on NASCAR.com on actually how he found out because William didn't tell him Ooh. and his sister didn't tell him either. No. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. But he's cool with it because he actually likes it because Ryan Blaney had a nice offseason. Like, he went away a lot. Like, if you check his Twitter, and in every single picture, William Byron had his arm around someone that was like, is that Blaney's, like, cousin? <laughs> but, like, or is <laughs> it, like, a zoo? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that. And then um, just a couple other things. Uh We'll talk about the next-gen car next podcast and the Hall of Fame next yeah. podcast. But um, rules package for the short track, especially New Hampshire Motor Speedway. N- there is about eight or nine tracks, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, Roval, Bristol, Dover, Martinsville, Phoenix, Richmond, all the road courses, Simona, Watkins Glen, and New Hampshire Motor Speedway. All new rules package, which we hope will help the racing better. The spoiler is going down from 8 inches to 2.75 inches. Hmm. So that's fun. The splitter... The overhang is going to go from 2 inches to 0.25. So that's fun. The 2-inch wings, they're going to go down from 10.5 inches to 2 inches. Oh, wow. So that's crazy. And there was one other thing, but those were basically like the highlights of it. So hopefully, even though it's crazy to say, maybe this will bring better racing in New Hampshire Motor Speedway, even though the last two or three races there have all been won within the last, what, five laps? Yeah. So, but that's basically your best recap that I could get. Okay, that's pretty good. That's, yeah. I feel like I'm up to speed now. Yeah, and then right. obviously this is Jimmy Johnson's last year. Kevin Harvick re-signed a two-year deal with Stuart Haas like Monday. So I think we got two more years worth of Kevin Harvick in the, in the, in the sport. Cool. All right, should we go, should we go to the phones and go right to, uh, to Ryan Newman? The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Yeah, yeah. Then we can uh, talk about the clash after. All right, let's welcome in. One of the uh, six cars that was still running at the end of the Bush Clash, driver of Roush Fenway's number six Ford Mustang, one of our favorites, Ryan Newman, live from Daytona. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thanks. Brian Bell here. Timmy over here. And we appreciate the time, man. It's big uh, Daytona Media Day, so you guys have to sit and talk to us, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems like we just did this like a week and a half ago, but that's okay. I know. Well, what did you do in the off season? Did you get to relax? What does Ryan Newman do to relax? Get on your tractor, hunt something? What do you do? Oh, uh, well both you got the first two, right? All right. Um, I'm two for two. The uh the other obvious is uh, you know, the holidays and get time with the kids and experiencing all those things that I remember when I was a kid and making them special. Excellent. And um you know, outside of that, just uh, enjoying some time away from the racetrack and, uh, you know, getting uh, getting some things done around the house. Nice. Yeah, same as all of us, right? Just get some stuff done while you're off, will you? Right. <laughs> all right. Well, we really have to talk about the Bush crash clash because what a way to kick off the season. And white flag lap, there you are after making it through all that mess. And, uh, well... How do you feel about the sixth place car pushing a uh, car without it, even a hood to the win? Well, I mean, it was a good display of teamwork. It just wasn't our team, and it didn't work out for us. So um, we had a really, a really pretty fast 
Coke Industries Ford and, and uh, was super competitive the whole race and kept ourselves in the hunt. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have much to work with for teammates and teamwork uh, there yeah. at the end and um, just kind of got to be in the right place, and it turned out to be the wrong time. Do you think the duels uh, tomorrow are going to be like that? No, I think the duels are a totally different race. It's a different perspective. You're yeah. more on the line. Opportunity to collect some points. Opportunity to, uh, you know, get uh, get started on the uh, the 500 uh, and uh, things that go along with that. But um, you know, most most importantly, just um, it, I've seen it before where the clash. You know, whether it's the bud shootout or the clash, it was kind of a wreck fest, and then you kind of expect that for Thursday, and nobody even gets a scratch on their car on Thursday, which I don't know is going to be the case, but um, nevertheless, it uh, will be definitely tamer, and I think that anybody could predict that one. Yeah. How many cars do you guys usually bring down for Daytona week with how crazy the clash or the duels might be? Well, we have two primaries, one for the Clash and one for the 500. The Clash car becoming the backup for the 500, but uh, you know we had to send ours home to get some work done to it. So that, that should be finished up or getting finished up, and then the car will be working its way back down here. And then there'll be a, a third car that will be a, you know, a 911 car, so to speak, for the 610 <laughs> to 17 back of the shop. Gotcha. Uh, so that, say for instance, on Thursday, if we both tear up primary cars, we have to have something in the uh, in the box ready to go for Friday and, and, and practice later in the week. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough, grueling situation to uh, to have as much preparation done for coming down here. And then on top of that, you add on the chance of having to prepare all over again with a second or third or sometimes a fourth car. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a, a weird question. So Brad Kay obviously caused his own headlines after the clash, but I was very interested on how he ruined his car during one of the practices on actually like hitting one of the fences coming into the garage. Is that like something that like usually happens? I feel like I've never heard about that before. Uh, it's happened before. Um, but you know, I believe he had his brakes pushed back for a qualifying run, which is kind of a no-no. And he was actually right behind me. And instead of running into the back of me, um, he ended up choosing the fence, which was a much better option for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's it, when you're doing a qualifying run, they push your brakes back so that the pads aren't touching the rotors and, you know, slowing the car down that, that last little bit. I don't know that that was what he was doing exactly. Mm-hmm. It could have just been not paying attention. Um, but in the end, um, it does happen. I mean, it's just an accident. It just yeah. kind of makes you feel stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Now, coming into a new season for you, new teammates, and have you had time to kind of work with Chris Busher? How does, you know, a new teammate coming on board, especially, like you say, at Daytona, you kind of need some help at times. So have you guys talked about stuff? How's, uh, How's a new teammate going? Yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily talk just about Daytona. We talk about things in general, and, it you know, it obviously has an effect throughout for the rest of the season, um, you know, the tracks that uh, make up the core part of our schedule, the mile-and-a-half intermediate-style tracks are the most important. Um, if you're going to talk about something, you should talk about those. But, you know, just making sure that we're both comfortable inside the race car, getting to understand each other's language, get, getting ready to, uh, you know, just kind of go after it and as the intensity picks up, you know, making sure that we're, you know, following each other to the point that we understand how we can make you know, the organization stronger and help each other to be faster. Now, I mean, are you still, I mean, you know, that guy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's sitting on the pole now. Uh, 
he gets some good speed on super speedways. Are you still kind of like, but you know, you worked with him last season. So are you still buddies? Are you, or are you guys just, you know, mortal enemies? But if you see him out there, you'll team up. I mean, how does it work with uh, the other drivers that are out there? Do you have guys that you like to work with uh, that aren't your teammates? No, Ricky and I get along good. Um, yeah. You know, what what changed with his situation didn't change anything between us. Um, you know, they did a great job in, in getting the pole and making a fast race car, but that isn't necessarily what's going to win the race. I mean, I, I led the first lap um, last Sunday and didn't lead the last one, so there's no uh, there's no true correlation to uh, to that. Uh, well, since we're from Boston, we love going up to New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and you had a top 10 finish there last year. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the new short track package that is coming out. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it will help the racing? Do you think it will make it worse? Uh, I mean, they're making the change so that it helps the racing. Uh, it kind of goes back to the 2018 level of downforce that we had um and i I think that that's the right thing i mean the less downforce the car makes the less aero interaction you're going to have with other race cars so um you know i I feel like they're making a good step um and and it needs to eventually go even farther but um i think it's important that we get some miles and laps underneath our belt this year to to prove that uh they announced a whole bunch of testing dates for the next gen cars in the upcoming season. Are you a part of any of those weekends or have you already tested out the next gen car by any chance? I will be at some point, but to my knowledge there's nothing that I know of um on my schedule to do it, but there will be. I mean it's it's a rotation of of shared time and inventory to be able to, you know, as our as a driver and as an organization to to work through um that race car and that, that package. Is it hard coming off of, you know, your your off season into the biggest race of the season? You know, they always say it's like the Super Bowl of NASCAR and you it's like right out the gate. Is it hard to get back into the mindset to uh, you know, get things done? Or you're a pro and it's just what you do? I don't think it's difficult. I've been doing this for 20 years basically now and yeah. and um it, it, once you do it for so long it's kind of like riding a bike, right? I mean, if you just really fast, you ride that bike really, really fast. <laughs> yeah, but if you haven't rode one in a while, you can get back on it, and yeah. a couple of pedals away, you can figure it out. Even if it's a new bike, right? It gets, it, you can acclimate and get yourself comfortable pretty quick. So I don't know. I got a new bike. Thing. I hit the brakes. It had really nice brakes on it. I put myself right over the handlebars. So that's just me, though. Now I know, and we mentioned coming up to New Hampshire. We love seeing you jump into the modifieds. Because that's some of our favorite racing, New Hampshire race weekend. Are you jumping in there this year? Are you doing? Uh, did you catch so out gonna, any of the dirt track last year? We're going to do the. Uh, I, I went to the dirt track last year and watched the race. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, but I, I will be running the modified there. Look forward to that. It's always one of the best races, if not the best race of the weekend. Yeah, nice. couldn't agree more. Are you going to be doing the modified at Martinsville this year too? Yes, sir. That's nice. awesome. That's really that's cool. great. Hey, I, before we let you go, we're doing this thing this year where we're trying to. Uh, it's called our Wicked Fast Five. Five rapid-fire questions and uh, just uh, quick answers. What do you think? You up for it? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Fast, Wicked Fast Five with Ryan Newman. What's your favorite track? Darlington. What are you binge-watching right now? On TV? On anywhere, yeah. Streaming service, uh, anywhere. Nothing. nothing. Nothing in particular. You're focused. You're dialed in. The Duke's a hazard off TV. I've boycotted TV. <laughs> Do you, do you own a General Lee? Uh, anyway, and actually, na- next next question is dream car. The General Lee. And you have it? Oh, 
It's not a real one, but I have one, yeah. Oh, that's spectacular. Love that car. All right, when uh, when everything's going wrong, what's your favorite swear word or, you know, cuss word? Uh, I think S-H-I-T goes with pretty much anything. Like, yeah. It's so versatile. It is. Actually, my six-year-old little girls picked that one up. People, uh, you thankfully, know, you not You know that school. people cuss because they just have a short vocabulary. It's nothing, it's like nothing negative. It's just we don't know all the words. Words are words. <laughs> Right, so they just use filler words, and they call them cuss words. Yeah, I know. It, I it's, like you know, I, I like yeah. that. I know. It's true. It's just a word. I mean, it's yeah. the meaning that you put behind it. All right, right. last one. Uh, most punchable face in NASCAR? Most punchable face? Yep. Mm, I guess Logano smiles a lot, so if you're that kind of guy, you just want to punch him. <laughs> we talked to Corey LaJoy earlier, and he said Joey Logano, too. Yeah, so we're two for two right now. Okay, all right, and... Question two, just last one, just uh, between us here. What did you think about the blocking in the clash? Was it a little much to start things off, or is that just what you have to do? No, blocking's not racing. So uh, to me, if it's just not cool. I'm here to race. I'll run side by side with you all day long, but don't yeah. block me. I think yeah, everyone I, knows I that you're the toughest guy to pass on a NASCAR track anyway. So you're just up for the race. You're not in it to block them. You're going to beat them around That's the track, right. right? That's right. The second the second that you, that you do something to reduce to to increase your time by blocking somebody else, it's no longer racing. It's it's not it's it's not what we're there for. That's Amen. why we like you, Ryan. Amen to that. That's why we like you, Ryan Newman, right there. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Best of luck uh, this week and this season, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you up in New Hampshire. All right, thank you. So there you go. We'll see how Ryan Newman does in the old duels. Because I tell you, making it just, just making it through that clash, I mean, I know it's just the, the exhibition race, but that is quite a way to kick off the season. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And it was so cool that uh, Eric Jones, who's who's a youngin', I mean, oh, yeah. was, was <laughs> Eric Jones even around in 1995? I don't think so. I don't think so. But after the race that he won, uh, his car literally looked like the front end of Terry Labonte's when Dale Sr. spun him out at Bristol. Um, and they kind of, he did like a layout. Like, it was like a who wore it best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crumpled front hood, who mm-hmm. wore it best. But like the color of Eric Jones's car actually made it look like he went through like a horse manure factory. <laughs> Like it just, <laughs> like it looked think, so bad. It just didn't th- make any sense. I think a horse manure factory is just a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it looked it looked really bad. But I mean, all this, you know, like Ryan said, not not a lot of smart racing out there. Yeah, but uh, it was just. I, I feel like the the attitude in the clash is different than it's going to be in. The duels anyway. Yeah. They get a little bit more on the line. But, like, for Brad Kay to call out his teammate for the clash is bananas. Like I said, Brad Kay is in mid-season annoying form right out the gate. I get it. Like, it is the clash, so why are you blocking? But at the same time, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, there's no need to get butthurt over Shut the clash. Yeah, like, there's no need to get butthurt about the clash. Yeah. Poor driving, maybe not the best decision, sure, but, like, you're telling me he wouldn't do that if he was in that spot? Come on. Yeah. No one blocks better at a super speedway than Brad Kay. Am I wrong? True. You could argue that Brad Kay is one of, if not the best, uh, leader of the pack in a draft in the circuit. Maybe Harvick. I think Harvick 
does a pretty sure. Good no, job. I I didn't yeah. say one. Of, I, one I didn't of. say the best. One like, of yeah. he is easily top right three. Up there. Yep. It, like Ricky is like working back and forth. Ricky and, is yeah. just like prey. Oh, I know. We, we talked about that last year. Where he was just like, who do I feel like blocking now? But like Brad Brad K does it. Brad K and Harvick do it so well. I mean, Logano is good at it too. Yeah. So. But just yeah, just work out in the class. Just absolutely crazy. But the one thing that I want to talk about Penske real quick, um, part of the offseason change. Yeah. Penske changed everything. They changed all their crew chiefs. Yeah. They so, kind of swapped everybody. Around. Yeah. So Brad Kay is getting Ryan Blaney's crew chief. Ryan Blaney is now getting Todd Gordon, Joey Logano's old crew right. chief. And now Joey Logano is getting Brad Kay's old crew chief and Paul Wolf. Like I've always wanted to. Maybe, maybe this is something we should have asked Newman, but more maybe hopefully we have Joey or Brad or Ryan on this year. Who makes that call? Is that like higher ups in Penske's just saying deal with it? Or like, did they sit down all the drivers and say, hey, what are your guys' thoughts about this? How are your feelings? Y- yeah, like, would you, you know, would Joey prefer Paul over Jeremy? Hmm. You know, like, I've always been interested in how that like plays out. Yeah, because it know? is, I mean, there is a, a- chemistry element to it but also just like the a style of you know crew chief and driver like fitting together it's it's, especially two years ago todd and joey won a championship together yeah and they made it to the final four this year right didn't logano make it to the final four no maybe he didn't but like he was in the he was in the final eight like how do you i don't know not like they like trailed off horribly but maybe at the same time we're thinking crew chiefs. Maybe it's more driver. Maybe it's just more driver than his crew chief. But like, I don't know. You Richard Childress and Kevin Harvick are like a thing. Yeah. Can you imagine like Stuart Haas just going? You know what? We're gonna take away Richard Childress from you, <laughs> Kevin Harvick. Like I can't imagine they not they don't talk like to their drivers about it. It's just it's so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the clash was absolutely bananas, and. Who knows what the duel is going to be like? Because it's interesting. Is everyone going to play it safe? Because that's going to be their car for the 500. It's going to be where they qualify. So you don't want to qualify 30th. But at the same time, the Daytona 500 is such a crap show. You can qualify 30th and you you still might have a chance. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Priest finished eighth last year. We're going to talk to Ryan Priest in a little bit. He, I guarantee you, he didn't even qualify in the top 20. No. Well, I mean, this is super speedways. This is the race where the, you know, Back of the pack, guys, smaller teams, you get a run, you get in front of the right line, you can get right up there. It's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, it's absolutely it's exciting. crazy. Um, oh, and one other thing before we uh, preview the duel to kind of give you the breakdown of how the duel is going to work out. Yeah. Um, the Xfinity Series. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, that with Ryan Priest coming up, seeing because he won a couple Xfinity races last yeah. year. Uh, they're actually going to be doing, and we were talking about the Brickyard and John Andretti and blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. They're actually racing at the road course at... In Indianapolis Motor Speedway this year. That's pretty cool. You love a road course, Timmy G. Four road courses, 10 short tracks, a couple mile and a half, a couple super speedways. I'm cool with it. Speaking of Xfinity, you know uh, what's arriving uh, today as we as we speak, as a matter of fact. What? I've ordered my C.J. McLaughlin Psyaps uh, Racing t-shirt. Love that. So I'm going to have a fresh uh, C.J. McLaughlin shirt for this season. So I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Kaz, I'm looking forward to seeing both CJ and Kaz, yep. our kind of local guys who are running Xfinity. There's a lot year. of local guys, Ryan so, Priest, yeah. local guy, yep. Corey LaJoy, local guy, Joey Logano, local guy. Yeah. I mean, so it's good. It's it's nice. Sam Bell still can still switch over from basketball if he wants. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to convince him to go golfing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, the duels. Yep. Uh, there are two duels. 
Uh, duel number one is at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Duel number two is at 8.45 p.m. or basically whenever duel one ends, probably right. like 20 minutes afterwards. Clean um, it up. Yeah, clean Keep it, it off. up. That Let will be on FS1. So gotcha. uh, if you have Xfinity, 925. Um, <laughs> so duel one, there'll be nine Chevys, eight Fords, and five Toyotas. Duel two, there'll be 10 Chevys, nine Fords, and only two Toyotas. Those two Toyotas will be Eric Jones and Kyle Busch. Gibbs has had a lot of speed. Yeah. Usually, it is Denny Hamlin and no one else from Toyota. Yeah. Now it's Eric Jones, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch has had some speed. Martin Truex Jr. was leading some of the clash for a little bit. He had some... Uh... Yeah, Eric Jones has excellent speed when Denny Hamlin's behind him and pushing yeah. him, too. Yeah, <laughs> especially with that front end <laughs> all just Stoved in. And then there'll be five open teams racing, and the best finishing one of each duel will be able to move on to the Daytona 500. So the entry list was 43, and only 40 cars can enter. Gotcha. It'll be Daniel Suarez, Reed Sorensen, Chad Finkham, J.J. Mm. Yealy, and Timmy Heal. So okay. if I were to put money on it, again, I don't know what, thinking you know. Suarez? I'm thinking Suarez and probably Reed Sorensen, <laughs> yeah. just because those are the names that I remember the most. Yep. Um, and then for those of you who are like, why are they doing the duel? This determines your the starting lineup for the race. Yeah. So we'll break it down. If you finish first in the duel one, you'll start third. If you finish first in duel two, you'll start fourth. Make sense? Yeah. And then and of course it it's always it's funny because your pole sitter, you just gotta just lay back and yeah, if you're Ricky you know. Stenhouse Jr. and Alex Bowman, you're just like, la da 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 We'll be back here, fellas. Have a good race. But knowing Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I know. He'll That's... probably flip seven times and be like, can I, br- can I bring this? <laughs> can I bring this with me to start the race? I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm on fire. All right. What do you think? Should we, should we chat with, uh, with our next Ryan? Yeah. Or are we going to do LaJoy? Let's do, do... let's do Corey LaJoy, and then we'll end with Ryan Priest. I like it. We are the Wicked Fast Podcast here in Boston. We're back at it for another season. And joining us on the phone live from Daytona, we're very excited, Corey LaJoy. Corey, welcome to the Wicked Fast Podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the old Wicked Fast Podcast. You know what it's like to be Wicked Fast because, you know, you're a New England guy. You've, you've raced a ton up in New Hampshire, and, uh, you know, now you're running. And you've, what is this, second year with, uh, with these guys, year with, with Go with Fast, fast Racing? racing? Yeah. Yeah, this is my second time down here in Daytona uh, with, with 32 and go fast. Uh, this, my, this will be my fourth 500, um, which they've all kind of flown by, but that's pretty cool to come down here and have the opportunity to race this, the 500. You know, this is this will be four more times than I'd ever expect to have the opportunity to, so it's pretty cool. Well, last July you finished sixth uh, at the – July Daytona race. Does that give you some confidence coming into this Daytona 500? Uh, I mean, the speedways are always the races we have circled on our schedule, just because we have a, you know, we we have a better chance to get a a good run more so than a mile and a half or, or you know somewhere where, uh, you know, all the little bells and whistles that money can buy, uh, you know, kind of over, um, I guess just just kind of handicap us. But when it comes to Daytona and Talladega, uh, you know, we try to. Mr. Crashes and and find us a, a good guy like a, like a Ryan Newman or, or something like that that's got some speed that just follow him up there at the end of the race when uh, the pay window opens up. Well, I think you have to follow Ryan Newman because he won't let you pass him. That, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to it. 
Yeah. All right. Now, uh, how is it? I know you got a new crew chief this year too, right? How is it uh, kind of getting to know a new crew chief and working with a new guy? What's it like to, you know, kind of, you guys have to have a good relationship, right? For sure. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's, uh, I've said a couple of times, it's more of a relationship than almost your wife because, you know, you can't get rid of your wife. So you can, <laughs> You can kind of hold a grudge with her for a little while, but you can't hold a grudge with the crew chief because get back to work with him. Wow. Um, you know, so it's uh, – I obviously say that lightly, but uh, Ryan Sparks came over from RCR. Uh, he brings a lot of good ideas into the fold, and, uh, and I'm excited to get to work with him. You don't, really, you don't really have a whole lot of communication here on track, and you don't do a whole lot of balance work in practice. Uh, so once we get to Vegas and that West Coast swing, we'll have probably more of an idea on how we communicate. Uh, but for now, it's been pretty fun. He's a he's a motivated guy, so I'm excited to see what uh, he can get us going. Well, speaking about your wife, you and your wife are expecting your first child in April, correct? Yeah, so the first first one's coming April 12th or around then. Oh boy, <laughs> are you nervous about that? Eh? Especially being a full time. What's more nerve wracking, the impending fatherhood or the impending Daytona? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably, probably the fatherhood, to be honest with you. I don't know what to expect in the 500. I don't really know what to expect when that first dirty diaper comes last. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I got two kids, 6 and 10. You haven't lived till your kid poops in your hand. That's some good stuff right there. So you have that to look forward to. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, I was reading a funny article uh, the other day. Well, not funny. I mean, obviously... What you did, I thought, was very cool. Uh, t- can you tell us about how you approached Mr. Hendrick about driving possibly the 48 car in the future? Or? Uh, so, obviously, everybody knows this is Jimmy's final season, and, um, you know, that 48 is probably one of the most coveted rides in the, in the garage uh, just because it's, it's you know, Hendrick Motorsports and all the, all the great people they have over there and the support from uh, their partners and, and the manufacturer makes it a pretty enticing place to go, so... Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to stand out when it comes on the racetrack just from, you know, kind of the handicap of what, whatever you're sitting in every week. So I asked Jimmy kind of what uh, – I had an idea before I called Jimmy, but I wanted to just kind of pick Jimmy's brain on what, you know, I could do without just some shameless self-promotion. And I brought up the idea of, of writing a hand – like a just writing, a, writing him a letter like I'm in the 1800s. Like <laughs> I attached it to a carrier pigeon that <laughs> – no, I, I Did wrote you write it with a feather I pen? Too? <laughs> I wrote a couple rough drafts. Dear sir. <laughs> I ended up giving it to him at the Hall of Fame, and it, it was it was well-received, and I haven't heard anything back from him, uh, which I might not ever hear back from him, but at least he knows who I am and knows that uh, you know, I'd I like to put my name in the half for that 48 car. You he's miss probably, 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's probably looking for his own carrier pigeon, probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got a, he's probably got a, they, uh, knowing Rick Henry, he's probably got a bald eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Now, Corey, you've, last year was your first like full year running the cup series, but I mean, you've been racing for a long time. Is there anything you, you learned you were surprised from your first full, you know, cup run last year that you're going to move it into this season? You might do differently or, you know, learn from. Yeah. So I didn't realize how big continuity uh, was and just working with the same guys uh, each and every week and and you know you can start adjusting your baseline setup that way you're a little bit closer when you unload and uh, the communication between your crew chief uh, is is key 
uh, and, and to be able to do that 36 weeks in a row, uh, I, I didn't realize how how hard that is to overcome if you don't do it. Because uh, I've been part time the two years prior to last year, and uh, I didn't know how much I was missing out on just the experience and the continuity of uh, your guys and and the seat times. Uh, last year, you raised a whole bunch of money for Samaritan's Feet. Where was it true that like you showed up barefoot to like driver's intro? Like, are you planning on doing that this year as well? Was it kind of like good luck yeah, for so you? Or? The Samaritan's Feet thing is, uh, you know, they're trying to provide shoes and donate shoes to kids even in, in the United States that don't have adequate footwear, but their mission is majority uh, in third world countries. So uh, there's 1.5 billion people in the world that don't have shoes. Uh, and, and obviously uh, they try to raise awareness for that by asking people to go barefoot. Uh, and they've had some college coaches coach barefoot. They've had uh, a couple NBA coaches coach barefoot, and they, but they never had a race car driver coach barefoot or, or you know, I guess not. I couldn't race because my feet would cook like Vienna sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I at least walked uh, barefoot for driver intros, uh, just to get some. I guess more or less get some pictures, but also raise some awareness. We ended up raising over over two hundred and ten grand for those guys over the course of those two races we did. Uh, it was a lot of fun to work with those guys, and yeah, I don't know if I'll. I thought about doing it for 500 intros, um, but that platform's pretty hot, so I don't want to burn much. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. That's a good it. point. Yeah. Now, I mean, I know around here we always look forward to July and getting up to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. You've got a lot of experience up there. What are you looking forward to? Uh, do you like racing at New Hampshire? What's uh, you know? What do you feel like when you come back to New Hampshire? Yeah, New Hampshire is one of my favorite tracks. I get around there pretty pretty good. I've been there uh, probably the most for any cup track that we race on with Canaan cars and, and an Xfinity race. Uh, so, and that was actually where my, I started my first cup race. So I do love, I do love New Hampshire and, uh, we've had some pretty good runs in the cup car. So hopefully we can bring, bring a good short track car there and, and have a, a little bit better day than usual. Did you race in their new dirt track, short track thing that they have up there, right? Didn't you do that last I year? That. I did that. Oh, I called that it. was awesome. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, that was a really fun race. Are you planning on maybe doing it again this July? Or? Uh, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. That was the first time I'd driven a Legends car in like 15 years. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, I hit everything but the New Hampshire lottery up there. But... <laughs> were, were, were yeah. you, were That's you, funny. <laughs> were you the one that like tried to run over Bubba like while he was photographer, like being uh, the photographer? Well, I, that, actually, that wasn't on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you was, tried to, yeah. Because I didn't know what direction my car was headed, I was just I was just the passenger at that point. In time. Well, there was that crazy huge hole in like, like turn turn one. turn one there yeah. that was just thro- yeah, throwing were, everybody. Yeah, I think Bubba could have probably sat in that hole and took pictures like <laughs> old groundhog camp, like, <laughs> yeah, like a little foxhole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know we're excited for for that and just for racing to be back. And uh, if if it's uh, all right with you, we're gonna try a new thing this year where every driver we talk to. We've got, we're the Wicked Fast Podcast, so I've got Wicked Fast Five. Five rapid-fire questions. First thing that comes to your mind, just uh, real quick, what do you think? All right, let's do it. You up for it? All right, you ready? Yep. Favorite track? Daytona. I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm looking at the front stretch right now. What are you binge-watching right now? Uh, Homeland. Ooh, good oh, stuff. good choice. Nice. What's your dream car? Uh, Aston Martin. 
Oh, very nice, Mr. Bond. All right, yeah. what's your favorite swear? Wait, doesn't everybody want to feel like James Bond when they roll in anyway? No, that I don't know. very true. Mine's a GT40, and Ford versus Ferrari was awesome. That's oh, fair. Yeah, I got you. That's fair. All right, what's your favorite swear word when everything's going wrong? Probably the F word. <laughs> it's very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> and who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was in this guy's wedding, so whenever the answer gets out and there's a big story about it, I can at least talk to him and they won't be mad at me. Probably Joey. Oh, really? Interesting. All right. Okay. All right. Very good. I'm, I'm wondering how many people are going to answer that one for us. I'd feel bad if I punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you all get the feeling. As long as you don't do it, it's okay. Well, Corey, best of luck in the 500. And uh, best of luck. When, we'll see you when you come back around to New Hampshire. And uh, have a great season. We're looking forward to uh, getting back on the track with everybody. And we appreciate you joining us here uh, in Boston for the Wicked Fast Podcast, man. Perfect. Thank you guys for having me on. Hey, thanks, Corey, man. Good. The reasons to treat yourself to a frozen drink from Mickey D's go on and on and on. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. Your new flavor craze is here. From sweet and fruity frozen Fanta Wild Cherry to the classic cool of a frozen Coca-Cola to the tasty and tart frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry. Get any size for $1.59. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Good luck, okay? All right, have a good one. Awesome, thanks. Thanks, You too. There we go. All right, Corey LaJoy. I like Corey LaJoy. Yeah. You know... And Homeland, great choice. The final season of Homeland just started recently. There we go. Terry Matheson. <laughs> and our first driver, that w- er, we got a guy who actually answered the uh, the who would you like to punch in the face question. Yes. Which is nice. Yes, that is because, also true. I don't know. I don't know how many drivers are going to answer that one. But we'll maybe, see. maybe we should send them an advanced copy of our faces and see who, it, who, who which has, one of us has a more punchable face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think, we can I think do your that. beard does it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's because if I shave this, I look like Sam Bell. I look like I'm <laughs> like 11. Sam's what? 10, 11? <laughs> 10. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. All right. Uh well, let's, you got a little I know you've got your Daytona 500 preview. What should we be looking for? It yeah. is, you know, Jimmy Johnson's final 500. And is it is also the 15 year anniversary of when Jeff Gordon won his third and final Daytona 500. So let's not forget about that. And there, I, there I, it is. Yep. Oh boy. We're let's back. mark mark that. There's We're your back. Jeff Gordon track fact, fact of, of the, the day. day. What do you think about just Mike and Jeff? I think it's good. I I think it's good. I mean, I you know, I think they have enough to say. You need somebody else in there. What do you think? No, no, I'm I'm for it. I mean, more, okay. I know. who's complaining about I know. more Jeff Gordon? I know. Um, but I I do like how every once in a while they kind of did it in the Clash. I don't know if you watched the Clash or not. How bit, they yeah. kind of went to Jamie McMurray. I like Jamie. I, I think like he does Jamie a, good a lot. Job. I think between Jamie and uh, oh my god, who's the old school crew chief guy? Ooh, Larry Mack. Yeah, I think between the two of them, kind of helping out like on the side. Yeah, I think that will be good. Like coming out of commercials, or I, I like that. I like the way Larry Mack can explain some of the pit stuff, some of the yeah. strategy stuff, like from that crew chief. It's kind of like, like what that. everyone likes about Tony Romo. Yeah, where he can actually give you X's and O's versus like this guy ran a slant and caught the ball. I'm Troy Aikman. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we're like Romo yeah. can like I mean, predict a play, and Larry Mack can predict when cars are coming in, what they're going to be doing. Yeah. The only thing, like Jamie McMurray and Jeff, like their delivery and demeanor is too similar for me. 
That's fair. A little. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, you got you got Jeff, calm Jeff, and then you got you, know, you don't have DJ. My God, you know, Jeff. You know, so you could tell them apart easily. I'm interested in what Jeff's going to start off the race with. Yes. Is he going to have a catchphrase? I don't know. That's a good. I'm. Make sure you you're there for the dropping of the green flag. Yeah, I hope that's what he says. Two thirty on Fox. The, yeah. Well, it will probably be like three forty five, but yeah. that's when the coverage starts. Yeah. Two thirty on. That uh, Chris yeah. Myers, baby, he's back. I like Chris Myers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seeing him on an NFL sideline, awkward. I just like him in the the hotel Hollywood the Hollywood thing. Hotel. Yeah, the Hollywood Hotel. He's good in the booth. Yeah, he really is. He absolutely is. All right, so uh, as we mentioned, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Alex Bowman on the front row. And what's interesting, I, I didn't know about this going in, but when I started digging for my notes, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on a lot of guys going in, into this Daytona 500. Obviously, yeah. we can talk about Kyle Busch. Like, will Kyle Busch ever win a Daytona 500? He is yet to. That would literally put his icing on the cake of probably one of the top five of all time. Right? Mm-hmm. If he can add a Daytona 500 to his belt, under his belt, like that'd be crazy. But there are a lot of big name free agents, and this is their last year on their contracts. And I'm very interested to see if they will treat it how other professional athletes treat it in their contract year, uh-huh. where a lot of professional athletes know that the big payday is coming up. So they go balls to the wall, right? And they'll do anything that they can. So will that create more tension in the sport? And these aren't like. Okay names. Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Brad Kay, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, Clint Boyer, Eric Amarola, Cole Custer. He's on like a one-year deal with Stuart Haas. But those are like legit names. Jimmy Johnson's retiring. Like you could see a lot of change. And I feel like a lot of guys, if they can say, hey, you should have me on your team or re-sign me because I just won the Daytona 500. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on a lot of guys. That's a good point. I know Bowman, you know, it, this think, is Bowman's think, time to really I think Bowman probably has together. the most pressure because yeah. I feel like a lot of teams will be like, well, Clint Boyer's good. Yeah. Eric Amarola can sell anything. Brad Kay. Speaking of Brad Kay, Miller Highlight or Miller Light, they're only doing one race with him this year. I was reading about that. Yeah. Very bizarre. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's what you get. Um, but <laughs> it's not only Jimmy Johnson's last Daytona 500. It's Brandon Gaughan's last Daytona 500. I became a Brandon Gaughan fan last year. Yep. He is doing four races this year. All four of them, super speedways. Go big <laughs> or, or go, go home. home. Yep. The number That's... 62. Keep an eye on it. He's been in the cup for 23 years. So he's older than, I, like, Eric Jones. <laughs> oh, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And probably Chase Elliott. Yeah, he's been doing it longer than and, they've been around. Yeah, when Brandon Gaughan was in fourth grade, like, William Byron was, like, one. <laughs> Basically. Like, absolutely crazy. Um, all right, so who's going to win this race? I don't know, because the practice speeds have been so weird throughout the entire process. So in the first practice, the top ten were Ty Dillon had the fastest practice time in practice one. It was Ty Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Martin Trucks Jr., Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Suarez, David Reagan, and Matty D. So you're like, all right. And then you look at the second one, and it's Bubba, Cole Custer, John Hunter Nemechek, Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Chase, William Byron, Denny, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Boyer. 
So right then and there, you're kind of looking at some repeat names. You're going, Denny, mm. yep. Ricky Senhouse Jr. Those are all good cars. And then besides that, there's really no other repeats. Interesting. But obviously, Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Chase, and Byron all in the top seven for practice two. And then they all qualified in the top ten. I mean, it's going to be tough to choose a Hendrick car, but how is Chevy going to do in year three? Is Chevy going to be better? The front end's a little bit different now. It's yeah. not going to be as pointy. Remember Kurt Busch <laughs> with, the, with the pointy front end at all the super speedways. Yep. Yep. So are they going to be able to draft better? Are they going to be able to, you know, push better? Push better, yeah. yeah. So those are like my – the other big question that I have is like, well, my three questions are, will Kyle Busch final, will, will, will he ever win a Daytona 500? He's got to. Will Chevy finally kind of be on par with Toyota and Chevy this year? I mean, uh, Toyota and Ford. Yeah. And will will more than 10 cars finish this race? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think yes. I think yes, yes, yes. Like, do you think Kyle Busch wins it this year? I don't know about this year. Cause Cause I, he's got to get one. Because I think I'm picking Denny Hamlin to win the Daytona 500. I think Denny's pissed off about last year. Yeah. And he won it last year. He's uh, nothing against Ricky Senhouse Jr. I just don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust him to make it to the end. Yeah. I I, I, I trust him for entertainment purposes. Yeah. I, I, I'll um, probably pick him for, for segment one. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> and, folks, let's not forget, this is the one time you can use Michael McDowell. Our, the people's champion. The, the people's champion, Michael <laughs> McDowell. <laughs> you can always use Michael McDowell. He's yeah. already in my starting lineup. That's right. Don't forget, we do have the Wicked Fast Podcast Fantasy League. Mm-hmm. So if you go into the NASCAR.com, search for Wicked Fast Podcast, use our entry code, which is... Dale Jr. Still Dale Jr. You can enter. We had like 15 people in there last year. It was great. It yeah. was uh, it was a fun season, so get it, get your it. picks in there. We'll uh, we'll update your fantasy stats all uh, all year long. So good deal. All right, yep. should we roll with uh, with our final guest of the uh, big return triumphant uh, podcast here, podcast one fifty one. Yes, one fifty one. What a world! All right, this is one of our favorite local guys too, because man, he runs a ton of the super modifieds and stuff up at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. All right, gang, live from Daytona, we have. Uh, one of our favorite local guys, because he's a Connecticut guy, but he is always, I mean, he's got so much track time at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and now he's entering his second season at JTG Doherty. This year, he'll be in the number 37 Camaro ZL1. Let's welcome in Ryan Priest. Ryan, how are you, bud? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. Brian Bell here. Timmy over here. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, your time, man. We're excited to get back racing. How excited are you to get back behind the wheel and get going down at Daytona? Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's something to look forward to. Uh, obviously, it being Daytona and the Daytona 500, it adds that much more of a special feeling when you come here. So looking forward to, to getting in the duels on Thursday and, and hopefully creating some excitement for all you guys out there uh, in the 500. Yeah. How do you think the duels will go? Do you think it will be a lot like the Clash, like a, basically <laughs> a demolition derby, or do you think it will be different? Well, I mean, you know, when you when you have excitement, it usually comes with with some wrecking. So, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we're we're making moves uh, or, or making holes to to you know win that race, and sometimes it comes with that 
with that consequence of wrecking. So I think it's just going to come down to, you know, making the route, the move at the right time in the right situation. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, we're, we're going to put on a show for everybody. How do you, cause I mean, you know, that, that the clash was crazy, but how many cars do you guys have? And what do you, how do you balance like getting a good starting spot for the 500 and keeping the car in one piece as much as you can. Like, where's the balance there when you're driving? I think it's just, uh, it, it's really tough to know that balance. But You know when you hit it the know. wrong direction, I bet. Oh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, oops, that yeah. was it. Usually when you're in the infield, yeah. your hood smashed up, you're, yeah. uh, you did the wrong thing, or you just were in the wrong place at the right time. So there's really no right answer, and there's really no wrong answer. I think it's just you know, having those friends to be able to push with and work yeah. with and give yourself the best opportunity to uh, to be in position at the end of the race. How are you feeling going into uh, year two for you? Uh, last year, you obviously had an eighth-place finish at the Daytona 500, which as a rookie I'm sure was awesome. So do you feel a little bit more confident going into this year's race than last year? Um, I'm feeling very excited about the speed that our JTG Doherty cars have um, coming into this weekend at Daytona and and the raw speed, obviously, Ricky was able to get the get the pole there for the for the Daytona 500, and we showed a lot of speed. Also, qualifying 17th, we're going to start, I believe, ninth in our duel. So that's something to look forward to, and you know, just keep the cars keep the cars you know safe. Make sure we don't have any issues, and and uh, be there at the end, you know, on on Sunday. How's it been with Ricky? I mean, Ricky has some crazy super speedway speed anyway. And skills. And Yeah. So have you, you know, having him as a teammate, is that, uh, have you gotten to kind of work together and learn some tricks or what? Uh, I think moving into tomorrow when everything's calmed down for him, uh, I think there's some things to know there. Uh, you know, obviously him and Brian Patty have, have done a great job with, with their side and that entire 47 group has done a great job. So, Looking forward to, to obviously racing with him and, and working with him and seeing what we got. Are you doing, I know you won, what, two races last year for Joe Gibbs Racing down in the Xfinity Series. Are you doing any Xfinity racing this year? Uh, nothing's planned right now. Okay, cool. Well, hey, who are you running on the car? Is Kroger coming over with you? Oh, yeah, we got uh, we got Kroger on the car. Cottonell is going to be on our car this weekend, and so, uh, you know, we're extremely lucky to have great partners, All you know, with that being Healthy Choice, Nature Valley, Nasser Energy, um, Reese's Products, Ballpark Franks. Man, there's just so many I could start talking Franks. about. But uh, we're just uh, extremely lucky to have, have owners that sell sponsors for us. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Martinsville, uh, the Modified Series. First time coming back in 2010. I saw that you tested there recently with uh, Kevin Harvick. Can you talk to us about that experience? <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, um, you know, it was cool to be able to put, you know, Kevin in that modified and let him kind of get a, a feel of what we got. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to going there in May and, and racing that race. I already have one grandfather clock and I want to get two. <laughs> nice. Was, was it true that that was Kevin Harvick's actual first time behind a modified car? That was his first time, and his smile was definitely big. <laughs> yeah. How did it feel? I mean, having a guy of like, I mean, Harvick. Right, and you're yeah. the guy getting with a modified. You know so much about those cars. What was it like telling a guy like Harvick? Well, you know, when you're driving this thing, did you give him tips on the thing, or just go, "Here you go"? My exact words were, "It's a race car, and it does no. It's no different than any other race car you've ever driven. Um, you know, it's 
it was uh i know we loved it and what's great about them is the harder you drive them the harder the faster you go nice that's awesome well speaking about short track racing did you race at the new hampshire motor speedway like dirt track last year last july i did not you no. did not okay are you planning on maybe doing it this year because i we recently just uh, spoke to Corey lajoy and he was talking about how much fun it was i'm sure yeah it seems like a lot of fun i'm not really sure what i'm going to be doing on that friday night yet i know we do have something going on but uh <clears throat> you never know i might be popping in a modified somewhere yeah the modified race at new hampshire it, sometimes is the best race of the entire weekend it's so much fun Oh, absolutely. They, uh, those guys put a lot into that weekend and, and, uh, obviously the draft being a part of that, it creates for a great show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you like, uh, cause that's, that's our, you know, our home track too. So we always look forward to when you guys come back there. And, uh, so we'll be looking for you when you get to New Hampshire. And actually I know awesome. we, we've got you for like another couple of minutes here. We're doing a new thing this, this year where, you know, we're the wicked fast podcast. So we have the Wicked Fast Five. I've got five rapid-fire questions for you. Just shoot out the answers. We'll go right through it. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, here we go. Uh, what's your favorite track? New Hampshire Motor Speedway. I like it. What are you binge-watching right now? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> You're focused. You're focused. What is your What is your dream car? Um, Chevy Corvette. Yep. Those new ones are nice looking. All right, what's your favorite yeah, swear yeah. word when everything's going wrong? Favorite what? Your favorite swear word. Where's NASCAR? Know, what's your favorite cuss word? I don't know. Ah, oh, come on. All right, last one. Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? Oof, I ain't got one there for you either. <laughs> We're getting a lot of that. Although Corey LaJoy answered it for us. Did he? <laughs> yep. And I'm going to see if I can get Ryan Newman to answer it. He's taking a few swings at people. Ooh, okay. Awesome. Well, Ryan Priest, we appreciate your time. Best of luck in the duels, in the 500. We're looking forward to your second season uh, running with the big boys. And uh, we hope to uh, see you when you come back around to New Hampshire, too. We'll be up at the track, and uh, we'll hope to catch you, all right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, so there we go. I'm sure we'll catch him uh, up in New Hampshire. Maybe we can see if we can jump in, uh, you know, one of those dirt cars. That will be fun. Wait, I'm looking oh, at I'm I'm looking news. at this. What's up? You only have one garage driver this year? Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't even looked at my so picks I, yet. I just I just selected my five. Yeah. And you can only literally select one garage. I don't know if I like that. I kind of like that even more because now those ten picks are even going to be crazier. Oh yeah, right. Hmm. All right. Well, make your fantasy picks. Timmy's making his right now. Uh, well, all right. We'll check in after Daytona. Make your picks. Uh, so you think Denny Hamlin's going? Denny to win. Hamlin's going to win. Yep. I think Joe Gibbs is just going to come right out the door and be like, "We're still here. Bring it." I'm going to make a sentimental pick. I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson's going to win. That is cute. I know. You usually don't do that. I know. I know. I'm going with Jimmy. You what? know, storybook ending. I'm going storybook. How's that? Well, I'd rather have him win at the Auto Club. All right, maybe you win there too. Maybe I I wanted to finish strong. Okay. Not like the Jimmy Johnson that was racing last year. <laughs> Ain't that for true. And Hendrick's got some speed and qualified. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pulling for you, Jimmy. All right. All right. So there you go. You can find us, Wicked Fast Podcast. 
uh, Facebook page, at Wicked Fast, P-D-C-S-T on the Twitter machine, the at uh, Wicked Fast podcast on Insta or WROR.com slash Wicked Fast. You can find us there or just uh, subscribe on iTunes, the Google Play, uh, Spotify, bpodstudios.com, wherever your fire podcasts are sold or downloaded. You can find us. All right? Do Sound it. good? Do it. Is that it? See ya. Okay, bye. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just three fifty, like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.